NBA insider Jake Fisher joins us to talk about the trade market heating up around the NBA. He breaks down what Miami's front office is doing behind the scenes and around the league and gets into some specific trade targets like DeJounte Murray, Terry Rozier, and even Donovan Mitchell. Get the latest info on what's happening leading up to the trade deadline on today's episode of Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg, editor at allyoucaneat.com. Joining me as always, longtime NBA reporter David Amell. However you're tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app, thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use the code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We're excited now to be joined by NBA insider Jake Fisher. You can read his reporting at Yahoo Sports. You could check out his book, Built to Lose, How the NBA's Tanking Era Changed the League Forever. Jake, thanks so much for uh, taking some time to join the show. Uh, with uh, a couple of other miserable NFL fans. How are you holding up about your Eagles? Man, it's, uh, I mean, I was just looking at Fletcher Cox talking about Nick Sirianni before we got on here. So, been, uh, yeah, different different era than where we were like a year ago, which is yeah. tough. That's <laughs> at, least you remember, at least you remember a Super Bowl, so you got that going for you. Dolphins, not so much. Um, a big Dolphins fan. We just had a commiserating session last night. He, he offered me Mike McDaniel for Nick Sirianni, and I said no. Actually, I don't. I don't want. I don't want either of those guys. Wow, uh, that's a hot take for Locked On Dolphins and Locked On Eagles. Um, <laughs> well, let's talk about the NBA here. You reported this morning yeah. that if he does get traded, that Terry Rozier prefers to get traded to the Miami Heat. How likely is it first uh, that the Hornets would trade Terry Rozier? I think the Hornets are open for business. Like, as I wrote, it seems like everyone besides LaMelo Ball, Brandon Miller, and Mark Williams are, you know, on the table there, which, look, they're not a very good team. They have a new ownership group that's coming in, and by all accounts is going to have major wholesale changes to the staff. Whether that trickles down to the coaches, I'm not so sure. But, like, if you're – Every time I talk to an executive who wants to know where, where this could be a potential opening in the front office to mm-hmm. either they get hired or someone above them to hire them, uh, Charlotte's definitely um, at, at the top of everyone's radar there. And I think Terry's been playing to the point where now all of a sudden his contract seems to be like it even could be a, quite a value contract when you look at how the salary cap is jumping up. So. He's definitely for the taking. I I haven't heard of anyone who's on hot pursuit for Terry Rozier. I don't even know if the Miami Heat would like Terry Rozier, to be quite honest with you. But he's definitely based there in the offseason and has a lot of people in his camp who are full-time in Miami. So I think that's been a pretty clear connection. And it's not to say that, like, Terry Rozier is requesting a trade to the Miami Heat, but like we're just collecting data and notes for this whole uh, roundabout couple of weeks, and that was something that I've just heard time and time again that I felt you know might as well put it out there now. Um, well, he was there for the Dwayne Wade 
uh, Hall of Fame enshrinement kind of ceremony thing and for the unveiling of or the revealing that they're going to be building a Dwayne Wade statue. So I don't know you might have felt some kind of way about that, too. But um, any other guards that come to mind, uh, maybe not necessarily even in relation to anything you've heard to the Miami Heat, but just guards who are available out there before the deadline? Yeah, I think the top guard available is clearly DeJounte Murray, and he's definitely a name I've heard linked to, to Miami. I don't – at the time, you know, I was told from people involved in the conversations that there wasn't significant chatter at all yet. That was – trying to remember the weeks. I think that was last week I had that conversation. So things could have changed since then. It definitely, definitely was not this week. And these things happen day to day. If you were following the Pascal Siakam talks, you can right. – that's a really good glimmer, at least like on the surface of how these conversations – are ongoing and then they pick up really quickly and then they slow down and they pick up again. So I, I can't tell you today on the 17th, like where exactly those things have, sta- have stood, but I can say that um, with Kyle Lowry's deal and I think uh, Nikola Jovich, like the Heat do have two potential outgoing pieces that um, the rest of the league are at least like talking about and have been made aware of are um, available. And I think, Maybe the Jovich piece is more so when teams have been call, have been on the phone with Miami. They've been the feedback they've been providing is well, we're going to need a first or Jovich, and I think Jovich hasn't necessarily been like off the table. If that makes sense, um, it's all that's that's me saying like I don't think the Heat are like shopping Nikola Jovich and Kyle Lowry around and seeing what they can get. I just think in conversations that's the kind of stuff that. Um, has been brought up. I know there's been some reporting regarding Miami's interest in a guard, but do you get a sense exactly of what Miami is trying to do? Is it just a guard? Because I know of a lot of our fans think that one of Miami's greatest weaknesses is a lack of size. Is there any idea from the heat front office that that might be looking to acquire yet another big man at this point in time? I think for Two years, the word on Miami was that they were looking to find that front court partner for Bam Adebayo, right? Like ever since PJ Tucker walked out the door, it seems like the Heat have been looking for that piece ever since. That's not been something to come up now. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that they're not doing that, but like that just hasn't come up on my. I've really only heard guard stuff. And to go back to the last question too, like Malcolm Brogdon's another name that's right. I think right behind Dejounte Murray, but. Just, I mean, as Heat fans will know, that'd be a pretty interesting scenario <laughs> after everything that happened this summer. I don't, I don't know where the uh, relationship between Portland and Miami's front office stands at this point. Maybe not great. I would be, it would be my bet. <laughs> that would be my guess. Um, PJ Tucker was a name you just mentioned. Uh, I know that he's not happy right now with the Clippers. Is yeah. that what's going on there? I, I saw you had reported with Yahoo that maybe the wizards could be a landing spot and then they buy him out. I would imagine some other asset would be going back from the Clippers to Washington for their troubles in that. And then for maybe sure. Tucker would be just sort of a free agent again. Yeah. So the wizards have, I think it's like a $12.5 million TPE uh, mm. that PJ into. Um, but there's also, I mean, plenty of veterans around that $11 million salary range in Washington that they could send back, whether it was Daniel Gaffer or Tyus Jones. I don't know exactly what uh, the deal framework is beyond that. But there's definitely been the idea of PJ Tucker to Washington and him being bought out 
is something that I know at least has been discussed on the Clippers side of things as a real legitimate option. I, to be candid, don't know what Washington's true appetite would be about that at this juncture, just because also the Wizards are a team that have like really nothing to lose with deal making at this point. Like they're looking to figure out any way they can to get back future draft capital as they did with that Gallo, Marvin Bagley, uh, Mike Muscala, Isaiah Livers. Like, sure, they got back a young two-way wing that has some theoretical untapped upside and is really close with Jordan Poole. But I think that deals really more about the second-round picks. So with, with PJ, yeah, he wants playing time. I think part of the deal with the Clippers, like he expected to be – running with James Harden like he was in Philly and like he was in Houston. And uh, it just, that hasn't been the case there. I, I, I know for the longest time the Clippers were, and Ty Lue in particular, they've been looking for like a switchable, rangy defensive five man. And they got that with Daniel Tice. So the fact that he is filling that spot, which was originally Mason Plumlee's spot, which he got hurt. If I remember correctly, it was in Harden's first debut game at MSG when I was there. There just like isn't an opportunity for PJ to play, and he wants to play. Like that dude is a effing competitor, man. Like yeah, every time I've been to a practice that PJ Tucker is at, like there's some post practice one on one or something, and that dude is howling and screaming and barking, and he doesn't want to be kept in a cage. He wants to run wild and get off the leash for a terrible analogy that I, <laughs> well, I mean, he, we saw those practices in Miami as well, but uh, the other names that kind of come, come up are Phoenix, Milwaukee and things like that. So yeah. essentially a team with a, a chance is, is, and obviously he could play it a, a contending team where he could play. That's sort of what he's looking for. If you were to kind of get bought out for sure, he only has a few years left. He got the deal that he wanted. So it's kind of, ironic that you got the deal you want and then the playing time doesn't come and he might have to give up some of that money but that's just kind of the business yeah but miami really wouldn't be eligible for uh for pj they wouldn't be able to sign him as a buyout candidate because of their they're over that first apron at this point in time right so he's not he if he's on miami's radar at all and i'm not saying that he is he would be more as a trade partner rather than as a buyout candidate. And I don't think that's something that you've heard about, or is that something that you, you have heard any kind of notion that maybe Miami might be interested in trying to trade for a guy like PJ Tucker? Yeah. Not to say that that's not something, but it hasn't come across my radar. Right. And also like we're still here on, you know, it's basically two and a half weeks or I guess <laughs> three weeks before like the heat could do something that gets them below the apron. And then all of a sudden they have wiggle room. Yeah. Like all all these tax implications are very fluid, right? Like New Orleans just got under the tax with putting Kyra Lewis into that Pascal Mm -hmm. Scotham deal, you know, and like now all of a sudden the Pelicans have flexibility. They've got two open roster spots. There's definitely like, this is the time where, I mean, I I thought about today walking into, I went to rocket shoot around at um, MSG. They play the Knicks tonight. I'm going to head over there after we record this and like, Jock Landale's getting up jumpers and he's someone who's definitely in trade talks. And I'm just, I just, just watching Jock Landale take corner threes at 10 30 in the morning. This really made me think about the fluidity of all this right now, right. like a human level standpoint. Like it's just part of the game, part of the business, part of why these guys make millions of dollars, but so much is up in the air right now where yeah. I, I mean, truly anything could happen. That's been talked about in the last 
three weeks from December yeah. 15th. And like a lot of these deals start to be discussed, like the previous transaction window or even the previous trade deadline. So uh, it's all very, very fluid. It's a lot of, it's a very stressful time around the league for the players, for front offices and everything else like that. I mean, a lot of walking on eggshells in that sense, because, you know, a lot yeah. of livelihoods could be changed from one minute to the next. So that's a, it's a great point. Cause I think a lot, as we're talking about these names and as you're reporting about them, a lot of things from the fans perspective kind of gets overlooked that the, these players are like, they don't know what's going to happen. They could get included just as a, a kind of a, an additional throw in piece on a, on a major deal. And that's like, okay, well now I've got to, pack up my family and get going. And it's a, uh, it's a very difficult time for a lot of players. So I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay motors. Our partners at eBay motors have teamed up with locked on fantasy basketball host, Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long, whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. Let's see who Josh has picked out for us this week. On this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week, you've got five names to choose from. Trace Jackson Davis is uh, playing some big minutes for the Warriors. Emmanuel quickly. Dante DiVincenzo is stepping up in New York. Nick Richards. Andre Drummond is stepping up with Nikola Vucevic out. Of those five names, mm. I'm looking at Emmanuel quickly. He's put up some nice numbers since he acquired him from the Toronto Raptors. And now that they've moved, pa moved Pascal Siakam, I would imagine his numbers are going to get Great even call. better. Yeah, yeah, so I, I think uh, quickly is the guy to add if you're looking to upgrade your rosters. And go get Drummond, too. If he's available, you need a little bit of help of rebounding. Guys, a rebound machine. He's also been shooting a pretty high percentage. Uh, yeah. And giving him more minutes. And I don't know, is Vucevic like a quiet trade deadline guy? And if he is, hmm. that mean more minutes for Drummond in the second half of the season for the Bulls. Good point. Good point. All right. Well, Josh Lloyd from Lockdown Fantasy Basketball is going to help you with your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. Look, everybody loves their cars. You depend on it to get from work, to get to home, to get your family around safely. You want to be able to take care of your car. It's a part of your family. It's just it's an important part of your daily life for so many people. And so you want to take care of it. And the best way to do that is with eBay Motors with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your car needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions do apply. Do you get any sense? Like Miami has this reputation as being kind of a very uh tight-knit group right that not a lot of leaks in the organization and things of that sort do you get any sense of how active they are actually being because i think that a lot of heat fans are a little frustrated that they've been this close you know to the finals they've gone you know in the finals but they haven't actually been able to seal the deal with a championship and there's the idea that they might be one move away do you have any sense of where whether miami is as active as some of the reports have said yeah if, if they were like battering down the hatches trying to go get something like if they made a direct we have these two salaries and this pick that we're trying to go get something with like i've heard sacramento has kevin herter and harrison barnes for example like mm -hmm. i think i would be hearing much more about miami than just the like oh they're looking for a guard type stuff so um that's not to say that like 
they're not looking like heat fans don't think that that means like they're not going to do anything but they're already resigned to that jake don't worry yeah but the truth of the matter is like most teams don't do anything of real consequence at the deadline that's kind of it's like a bad thing for to admit as someone in my position where like I'm writing all this stuff every week and be like, these things are being discussed, like follow along because <laughs> a lot of the stuff doesn't come to fruition, which is like just the truth of the matter. You know, like Sacramento, Dallas, Detroit, Golden State, none of those teams got Pascal Siakam. You know what I'm saying? So, and like I went on a Thunder podcast yesterday and they're like, man, it's kind of a similar thing. Like, you know, the Thunder are notoriously tight-lipped. Like, you're not really hearing too much about them. Like, give us some hope they are. And I was saying to those guys, like, there's not really, like, a need to do anything. Obviously, the Heat are in a different standpoint. You've got two clear, like, benchmark players in Jimmy and Bam who aren't getting any younger. Jimmy, obviously, a little bit more up there in age than Bam is. Um, right. But – I do think Miami is being opportunistic in, in looking out there. Like, I don't think they're happy with just what we have and we're going to ride off into the playoffs and turn another magical eight seed run to the finals again. But I also don't think they're like overreacting and hunting, hunting, hunting. Cause if, if they were, I'd be hearing that from every team. Like I'm hearing a lot of the same, you know, like I, Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's so interesting because usually even just the fact that we're hearing that the Miami Heat want a guard, even that is a little bit more of a conversation than it's been in the last couple of years, right? We hadn't heard anything from the Miami Heat. What was it like last year? They announced the Victor Oladipo trade or or, uh, or two years ago via press release. Like it was like they just you don't really hear a whole bunch of stuff around Miami. So the fact that they're that you're hearing from, I'm assuming, other kinds of front offices and other people involved that they're looking for a guard speaks to at least a little bit of a ramp up in maybe their activity level. Would you agree with that? For sure. And I think a lot of this season, from what I understand, like there was, there was an idea of trying to figure out what this group looked like with a healthy Tyler hero and trying to see what his type of creation could maybe supplement the lack of like obvious, long-term point guard. I'm not to say that like Tyler Hero was going to be like a Victor Oladipo in Orlando or a Russell Westbrook in OKC like point guard experiment. But I think there was definitely some thought there. I mean, the other big development with Miami that is now coming to mind that my brain has been talking, uh, Duncan Robinson's now like off the table. You can't have Duncan, which like for years, you know, he was the name that you would always, oh, Miami's calling around trying to offer Duncan and he's he's untouchable now. You can't you can't have our sweet sweet Duncan Robinson anymore. <laughs> he's he's too good. He's finally figured out. You know he kind of got past whatever issues we're talking about. He's now become versatile. He's untouchable as much as anybody's really untouchable oh. under Pat Riley's on Pat Riley's team. But uh, one player in particular that I think is a, a big question mark moving into the offseason, Caleb Martin, an impending free agent. And he seems like he's probably priced out of Miami's future plans. Do you get any sense that maybe Miami's of the, well, we got to get something back for him because we're probably going to lose him kind of mentality? Yeah. there. One conversation I know took place there was with Charlotte. I don't know. Mm. Or I can't really say how much like traction was there, but I think it's just an obvious. He was with Charlotte. He right. His twin brother's there. That type of that type of easy line to draw that like fans 
do try to do on Twitter sometimes does work like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just like, you know, the Kyrie to the Lakers stuff that uh, Ramona Shelburne really pulled at length that today, like, yeah, Kyrie was definitely looking at the Lakers with LeBron. They played together and they won a title together. Like all that stuff makes sense. Um, that's the one spot that I've heard so far, but yeah, that's a great thought to bring up. Like I, I I'm fully expecting um, that situation to be explored more being that Gabe Vincent and Max Bruce walked for nothing this right. summer. And it's like a much, much, much smaller scale than what Toronto just did with Pascal because of Fred Van Vliet leaving. Yeah. But I do think Miami was a bit, uh, from my understanding, like not surprised, but I think like wasn't prepared necessarily for the wealth of interest that those two guys did have last year and like their own internal calculations of what, like Gabe Vincent did not receive anything close to the 11 million that he got from LA and and offers from Miami. I think that's been pretty well documented at this point. Um, Like, Max Cruz, I don't know exactly what his number was, but he did not get close to what Cleveland ended up putting on the table for him. So I do think that there ha- that there has been and there will be more uh, exploration of Caleb trades for that exact uh, standpoint. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's so easy to play. It's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players including pros and sharks you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat protections and watch the winnings roll in and with basketball season in full swing you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball the playoffs are still ramping up over in the nfl so make sure you get in on their specials league a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues for example lebron james and travis kelsey at a 10.5 combo, that still works. Kelsey, unfortunately, eliminating your Miami Dolphins of three-pointers made and receptions. And you can play with some of the biggest names in the prize picks community, including rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz. You can find them in the community plays tab under the promos tab of the app to view entries for some of the biggest names in prize picks community each week. Players, again, you can just pick two to six players. Pick against the numbers, not against other players. It's just you versus the numbers. That's what makes Price Picks so easy and so much fun to win. Go to PricePicks.com slash LockdownNBA. Use the code LockdownNBA and you get a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, that's PricePicks.com slash LockdownNBA. PricePicks.com slash LockdownNBA. And so looking forward even past the trade deadline, Jake, and we appreciate the time here. Uh, You know, this summer... I think that there's there's a belief widespread, and and we've heard things too about Donovan Mitchell and Miami's interest in Donovan Mitchell, and it doesn't look like that's going to happen before the trade deadline. So, um, is there a sense to you have conversations with people around the league like, okay, Miami could, would like to move off of like a Caleb Barton and see what they could do in the short term, maybe not lose him for nothing, a Kyle Lowry expiring contract, can they move that into something that makes a little bit more sense, but still maybe more of a short term move? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they're they're looking at Donovan Mitchell. Is that is that kind of a, a fair assessment of what you're hearing? I think any team that has two all-stars is looking at all their moves, to try to stack their deck to make sure they can pounce when the next guy becomes available. Like the Milwaukee Bucks were never considered a favorite for Dame, right? But they had themselves in position to make that move when that became available. And Miami is definitely the one at the top of everyone's list that is always making sure that their deck is clear to the point where like we talked about on our show, No Cap Room, and we talked about DeJounte Murray – 
uh, Dan Devine, my co-host, said to me, well, yeah, like, wouldn't that, in theory, rule Miami out for, for mm-hmm. Donovan? And to me, it's like kind of the exact opposite. I think there's a real benefit to, for the Heat to go and get someone who even is on long-term salary that could go be a, a critical piece to go get Donovan or someone else. And that, that to me, you know, you see a lot of teams, they want someone on an expiring contract because it just gives them flexibility. There is benefit to getting someone who is considered to be on a nice team controlled deal that Miami could flip down the line. So if there is a move like that, I will tell Heat fans, I will caution Heat fans to say that that's not going to rule anything out. I think you also have to think about Miami thinking about who can we bring in here that's going to also raise our, our potential package for someone of that magnitude. Interesting. Thanks so much for the time, NBA insider Jake Fisher. Again, read all of his reporting. He's got every few days something new on the NBA trade deadline. You could find that at Yahoo Sports. Also, his book, Built to Lose, How the NBA's Tanking Era Changed a League Forever. You can buy that wherever books are sold. Jake, thanks so much for the time, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thanks for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube and follow us on your podcast app. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel.